0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, welcome. Glad that you are here. Uh, we're, we're making you all guess who's going to be in front today. Today it's me. Uh, <laughs> glad that you're here. Um, today is our last day together. Don't shed any tears. Uh, but this will uh, be the last Sunday that we will gather. Um, I would like to welcome today uh, Terry Brunsma and Dave DeWilde. They are on session here at the church, and they represent the membership committee. They're just starting on that so their load today is going to be light, but the next class that they do, they're going to be running the whole thing. Right, gentlemen? Yes, that's what I heard. Let's go. Um, so we're, we're glad to have you gentlemen here. I would definitely recommend, uh, if there's any questions that you have, uh, they actually both bring, I think, really unique and, and awesome experiences of the church. And uh, so definitely if you have questions about education or ministries, they both would have, I think, words that would be much different and I think very helpful than, say, the person who is at the church a lot and has a different role advantage here. So uh, feel free to seek them out. But we have, we really have two—no, that's a lie. We have three goals today. Let's be clear on that from the start. Uh, first goal, we're going to talk about— Uh, what's next for you here at the church and that looks like how are you going to grow and how are you going to serve and that's going to be a practical overview of all of the things that are available to you sort of a menu of of options and then an encouragement pick two of those things and, and plug in in one of those ways. The second thing is going to be what are the uh, sort of space things happening here? As odd as it is, it's going to feel like we all went back to preschool, but I can't tell you the number of adults I've talked to here at the church, and I just casually mentioned, yeah, I'm taking the kids to the gym, and they look at me, and they're like, wait, we have a gym? And I think, hey, it'd be good for you to see the building, so we'll take a quick tour, and we'll show you the spaces in the Ed Wing, and we'll look at the gym. And then the last thing will be uh, we're gonna talk. We've got a big enough group. This is gonna be a little bit of a difficult task, but we're gonna see if we can generally sync our calendars on a new member Sunday. Uh, we're not gonna have 100%. Everybody can do it, but if we can get kind of close to a Sunday that most people are around, that'll be great. And then we'll we'll if we've got one or two couples, we'll we'll figure that out on the backside. That clear? All right. Those are the goals. Can we get accomplished? Yes, we can. All right. Uh, Let's first here talk about... um, Well, let's just go through the list and we'll build it up as we go to keep it simple. So uh, let's start with uh, serve. So we at the church here have a very active mission committee. I'm actually very excited about some uh, work that's been happening on that team. Um, They're very much having kind of a generational change right now. Um, The mission committee... Is the, it really has two purposes here at the church. They oversee the church's financial commitments to giving. Lots of folks don't know this, but every year, and this has been the case for as long as I've been here, uh, we have given around $160,000 to mission. So that means that every dollar that we receive, Uh, is about, it's just under 30% of that dollar goes outside of this place, ranging all around the world. We have 30 plus missionaries that we support. Many of them we've been supporting for decades. And so the mission committee oversees that financial obligation. They also, and this is part of this new change that's happening with that committee, they're beginning a new focus on communicating that mission back to the congregation. Uh, how many of you knew that we gave $160,000 a year to mission? Okay, so uh, interestingly, in our pews, you would have many other people raising their hand to that question as well, and so we have a long-storied, wonderful commitment to doing mission support all around the world, and we're going to be focusing in the season of making connections with those missionaries and telling their stories within our place. So um, if you are interested in any of that aspect, foreign mission, financial stewardship, sort of telling the story of that mission... That would be an amazing place to serve. Uh, We also have a finance team. They do all the things that you would expect a finance team to do. We have an excellent team. But if you are a person who has done that in the past or find numbers, dollars and cents adding up interesting, that is a group of people who do a spectacular job of keeping us on the straight and narrow at the church. And uh, if you've ever worked in an organization It helps a lot when you can trust the numbers that you've been given. Um, So that is a place that, if you have experience, is a great place to serve. Uh, We also have a new team, uh, which I'm really excited about. I think most of you know that post-COVID, we've had a very active sort of digital presence. Uh, We have been in the community for the longest time on radio. And it's kind of funny uh, when you're the pastor how many people at Walmart take you aside and say, "I listen to you every Sunday"? You're like, well, "What, really? You do? Yeah, I know. I know you and your kids. And what's your name?" <laughs> um, so we've had that, and it's wonderful. But this online thing has been a new thing, and uh, you know, there's some really interesting and engaging things happening there. Um, just this last week, our Bible studies and weekly study was listened to on audio alone. Just the podcast was listened to 500 times. Uh, We're a congregation of 525 members. So what's happening there? That's interesting. Um, And uh, that doesn't count all of the YouTube and Facebook, which continues to grow as well. Um, So there's some exciting conversations happening around a team that's going to help uh, sort of guide that conversation they're going to meet two or three times a year. If you have any interest in communication or just hearing sort of about that ministry of the church, that'd be a great place to go. Uh, membership. Terry and Dave represent that here today. But this team is tasked with things like helping you all on board into the church. So they'll be in touch with you. That committee will be to... Uh, make sure your pictures are up to date. Make sure that you've got. If if one of these places that we're going to talk about today makes sense to help connect you with them in that conversation, uh, they're also responsible for the bulletin. Which, lucky for these two guys, we just did. So that's off the cycle for a little bit. But the bulletin's always a little bit of a of a task. Um, if your information is not, ac- if some of you I think have your information in in the bullet in that uh, membership directory, that's great. If not or if your membership info is wrong, uh, make sure to let us know because that's going to get updated every year now. Uh, Congregational Life. uh, Yeah, we'll put that here. Um, They are a team that meets here at the church. They uh, plan about (coughs) five to six events a year, opportunities for the church to get together and enjoy time together. It often looks like a board game night. We did uh, shooting at the uh, range in Superior one time. Um, we've done bowling, we've done uh, lots of different things. So if you, if you like planning social events and you like fellowship opportunities for people to get together, that's a great team that you might want to plug into. Um, also want to name, we have the uh, Presbyterian women. I'm going to summarize or shorten that to PW. Uh, they have uh, Bible studies that meet throughout the year. They have fellowship events that they, uh, that they sort of plan. If you are a woman uh, in the congregation you will receive an annual little booklet from them that includes all the information of things that they do. So know that that's a standing welcome for you to participate in that. Uh, men, you are not welcome to participate in the majority of those events. So if that bothers you, I'm sorry, but that is the way that the cookie crumbles. Um, elders and deacons. Um, so both Terry and Dave are elders here at the church. The way that we structure our our governance is elders handle the business matters of the congregation. Deacons handle the uh, the service aspect of the church, so they're involved in uh, bringing communion to folks at home, visiting folks in the hospital. We have a whole list of people who are shut-ins. They they're responsible to make sure that we're connected with them, that we know if they need help. Um, the deacons do a great job. Uh, we have twelve elders. Um, and we have uh, the same number of deacons. So both of those are ministries coming in as a member of the church makes you eligible to serve on either of those uh, boards of um, ministry teams. Buildings and grounds, running out of room. Uh, buildings and grounds, as you'd expect, uh, they look after the building, and uh, sort of oversee the general maintenance kind of stuff. I'll tell you that the Building and Grounds team, if you are a building person, if you have any experience in building, uh, it may be the best of times and worst of times. Let's just focus on the best of times. Uh, there's some conversations happening. Um, ever since this building was built, I, did Clint talk to you all about how the building got built? I think he was going to. Yeah, so it's kind of this miraculous process. Um, we just have a few things that probably are going to need sort of uh, addressed. One of those being, if you've ever been in church on a Sunday where it's raining hard, occasionally there's a leak from the steeple, and it's been happening ever since the church was built, and you can imagine a leak coming down with wood and structural integrity, and that's, you know, the tallest point of the building. So, yeah, anyways, that team's working on plans to fix that. We've fixed it six times now since I've been here. That's Mm -hmm. been 10 years, and it's uh, still not fixed. So, if you want to tackle a steeple project, you want to climb up there? No, I'm kidding. We're doing it professionally. But, yeah, that team's important. Uh, and if you have any sort of uh, experience there, that might be a great place to serve. Um, and then we have worship. I know. this. Uh, there's stuff on the left, too. We're just not there yet. Uh, worship, uh, they oversee all of the different worship uh, elements of the congregation. Recently, they've been working on some special projects in terms of light. Uh, you might call them, you know, uh, different fixtures in the sanctuary, things like banners, things like um, different—you uh, might have seen during the uh, Advent season, we had like these wood boards that were sort of building as the series went. They, they were working on things like that. They're also—they they help oversee our second service worship band and communion and all these important things. Uh, if worship, if art, if music, if any of that's important to you, that team meets—I—I— I, Think it's probably about quarterly, and that would be a great conversation to have you a part of. Um, if uh, most of these let me double check, PW they have a board. Mo- most of these are teams of some sort that meet on some relatively irregular period throughout the course of the year. Um, if you wanted to just how can I just plug in and do something simple, uh, that or, or that doesn't require that kind of commitment to a team. There's always the opportunity to bring goodies on Sunday. There's no better way to make a hundred friends in one day than to bring goodies. Um, so if if you're interested in that, uh, you know, high v whatever goodies a great thing. If you're not a baker, but um, that that's a great way to serve. Um, we love to have liturgists. Um, some people, you know, I realize that that's a big phobia for lots of people, speaking for our people. But if if you don't mind that. I promise you everything is delivered to you in a very accessible format. And, um, that's not just like a, the pastors don't want to talk the whole time. That's an expression of our theological belief that we are all ministers. That, that's, an, that's important to Presbyterians that we are putting forward the entire congregation in worship because this isn't some professional activity. This is a thing that we're all doing together. So liturgists, that would be a great way uh, if you're comfortable in front of people. Yeah. Okay. Is that enough? That's probably enough. Oh, yeah. No, that's not enough. i missed C E. Okay. Um, so, this is a beautiful thing about Christian education. Um, I have, in my time, gotten the privilege of, in fact, just this last year, if you were in second service, you would have been here, but for Uh, uh, During our Christmas um, pageant this year, we recognized a Sunday school teacher who had taught here for 50 years, 50 years, which if you just allow yourself for a moment to consider the generations of Christian disciples that have happened under her tenure, it is an astonishing and beautiful gift. So of course, Christian education oversees our youth ministries right now. We have, I would say today, we had a smaller crew in first service. So uh, today I would guess we have 60 kids in the education wing learning about Jesus, which in today's world, thanks be to God, that's incredible. Um, When we had uh, our fall scheduling, which generally we have better attendance all throughout the fall than we do in the middle of winter because it's winter. Um, you know, we had 90 to 100 kids in Sunday school. So that's a spectacular ministry. And there is no age that times you out of that. If you love kids, there is a spot that you can fit inside that. But the Christian Education Committee does way more than that. So things like Recharge, if you've never been part of our Recharge ministry, I'd encourage you come one night. Uh, just join us for one night. It's easy to do. Um, there's opportunities to serve in the kitchen if you're a kitchen type person, if you like that. There's opportunities to just come for the lesson, for the food, for the fellowship. If you want to meet folks here at First Pres, it's a great way to do it because uh, it happens over table. And um, there are also several opportunities within the CE sort of umbrella to do things unrelated directly with youth. So I have a teacher who taught her entire career. She came to me. She said, I love youth, but I'm done. With youth, I'm not. I'm just not going to deal with the middle schoolers, uh, you know, throwing stuff across the room. Sorry, Terry, but that happens. I just dealt with that last week. I you know you never dealt with that. <laughs> she said, "I love kids, but I'm done with kids." And um, so we're great. So she's now in charge of all the bulletin boards in the Edway. And she makes all the bulletin boards look awesome. Uh, maybe that's your gift. Maybe your gift is that you volunteer. Uh, for some time, we had a person who said, I'll be a volunteer classroom decorator. And said, you know, uh, the teachers are doing a lot. If they just tell me what the theme is, I'll decorate their classroom for the semester. And that was an incredible gift. So that's an awesome way. If you're a, a sort of artistically minded person, if you'd like to serve within the youth area at the church. There's lots of ways to do that. Um, I would also just highly, highly encourage you, probably it's the last service section here, um, consider volunteering for VBS. That may seem like an odd sort of statement, and you think, why would I want to volunteer when there's a hundred little rugrats running around the church? (laughs) Uh, Let me make a case for it. I don't think that there's a single ministry in the church where we both get to show kids the enthusiastic, joyful side of our faith, which is always there, but it's an opportunity that we get to really just show the kids that being Christian is not dry and boring, right? That's a beautiful gift. And on the other hand, there is no opportunity that we have as a congregation to be welcoming and hospitable to so many folks who don't consider this place home. And I'm talking about people who don't go to church, And that is an incredible gift for us to actually be able to show people, hey, it it matters to us that your kid has a safe place to be this week, and we want your kid to have an incredible experience. That has ripples in the community like I can't possibly communicate to you. So uh, there's lots of ways to serve for VBS. Uh, Some of that is we got some ladies who say, uh, you know, I'm not, once again, going to be walking around with kids in the building. So they cut up bananas so that there's bananas for snack that day, right? We have other people who say, yeah, I'm not really a teacher, but if you need me to walk around with preschoolers and make sure that they don't you know, wander off down the building, that's an incredible gift. VBS is a short commitment in that it's four days, it's in the morning, and the team that runs it is quite frankly uh, very, very, very well run. Um, consider VBS. Uh, they'll be asking for volunteers, and that's a great way to just plug in and see uh, the, the huge reach that we have with youth in the community. All right. So service matters, um, and this, despite what it sounds like, is not a big advertisement for you plugging in at the church. What this is is a reminder that as we serve as a congregation, we are not a professional organization that hires two people to do our work. We're just not a place who entrusts pastors. Remember what I said about the pastors at first press? We don't stand in between the people and the table right? We don't We don't stand between people and Jesus. We all together come to Jesus. And so we are all called in our Christian vocation and lives to serve. You're not called to serve in all of these places, nor are you called to serve in one of those places for the rest of your life, <laughs> which is great. So if you are interested in any single one of these, give it a try for a year and then say, that was wonderful, and be done. Um, but that is my encouragement to you. Choose one place to plug into the congregation because your work here alongside the rest of the body will have a way of building you into this body that Paul calls it in a way that simply showing up won't. And so I hope that you'll pick one of these that might uh, you might find interesting. Some of that looks like just serving on Sunday. Some of that looks like meeting throughout the week. Um, but we can connect you with any one of those teams that might be of interest and would be happy to do so. Questions, thoughts, comments about the service aspect? Can I flush out something if you were interested in one? Or Yeah. Maybe one more spot to serve. I know we're always a need in need and ushering and greeting. Oh, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, Which is a great way to, to be the face of the church out front and welcome new people. Yeah, and actually, um, just to maybe dispel this, I think that's really great, Dave, because... Um, I am still anxious about introducing myself to people. That may sound funny, but we have so many guests and visitors here at the church. I have introduced myself to members of like five years. They're like, you know, well, you know that we tune in on the radio every Sunday. You're like, yep, and I'm an idiot, and you know that. I'm sorry. Um, but some of greeting and ushering, the beauty of it is you get to introduce yourself to everyone. And it's like a safe spot to be like, hi, welcome to church today. And it's a beautiful, free, anxiety-free way to get to greet people and and get to know people. I think that's that's really, really helpful. And if you, it doesn't matter if somebody's been a member here for their entire life, introduce yourself to them. Say, hey, I didn't see you last Sunday. And they say, yeah, I've been here all the time. Say, that's great. Now I get to know you every time I see you. That's great. I can speak as a, I feel like I'm still a new member. Yeah. It's only been a year and a half, I think, since we... Formerly became members. Um, don't be afraid to get involved right away. I think everybody in this church is really welcoming. You don't have to be a 20-year member to serve, and you can jump in right away. Trust me, they'll welcome you and, well, uh, and allow you to serve. Well, not only—I I, I would hope that's the case, Dave, right? I, if if the only people serving are people who have been here for 20 years, what perspective are we missing? What what people's gifts have we not incorporated? Um yeah, and unfortunately the church, and by the church here I mean the capital C church, I don't mean this church in particular, we have earned the impression of the ball and chain. I'm just going to admit that to you. We, we've earned the impression that you get on a committee and you're stuck there for life and you do work that you don't like to do. Um, that's not thats not a testament to our life, right? If if you had, uh, if every family gathering that you went to was that way, you would hate going to your family gatherings, right? If you never had joy, if you never had laughter, if you never got together, yeah, you've got hard family gatherings too, right? But church should be that. It should be a place that when you come here, you say, whew, glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. And, and you'll find that even in the service. So I hope you pick one. I'll talk to Terry and Dave if, if you would like to get connected with one of those or talk to me we can help connect you with a person who could usher you in and give you a trial run on any one of these opportunities to serve. We'd love to have you do that. Let's talk about growing. Uh, I think everybody should have one place to serve that they have in the church. I think another thing that everyone should have is a place to grow at the church. I, I think we have never had a better uh, a platform in order to do that. So, of course, we have Sunday school that happens uh, between services, um, we also have a men and women's Bible study. Um, that is great. Um, if you don't have work commitments, that's generally best for for those. So if you are able, the men gather Thursdays at 1 p.m. here in our fellowship hall. Uh, that's generally, once again, that's generally folks who are on the retired side because that would be hard for uh, folks who are still um, in their vocations. But that's a great group of men. They uh, study scripture together. They're going through the book of Romans, I believe. Um, and then the women's Bible study, that happens Tuesdays at, no, men are at nine on Thursdays. I lied to you. Women are at one on Tuesdays. Um, and so that's a great group of women. Clint leads both of those Bible studies, and he does a great job with both of those. I'd love to have you join that. Um, and then there's also a younger men's Bible study that we started this year, and that happens every other Tuesday at 7 a.m., and if you're interested in that, that's mostly guys who are working. That's an opportunity for them to come to a thing that they couldn't come to um, at 9 o'clock on a Thursday. So um, if you're interested in that, let me know, and we'll get you on the call list for that uh, because that, like I said, happens every other week. Also, I want you to know uh, that we have the Sunday School Men, Women's Bible Studies. We have the Young Men's uh, Study. We do have Recharge, which I think is a great way to combine fellowship with learning, with uh, opportunities to serve. So I hope you partake in that. And then, um, this is a, a kind of complicated place at this point. We're working on fixing this. So th- this is unbelievable to me. I just um, have been doing some research. We have between Clint and myself since 2020. We've made over 700 studies that are now recorded, which is intimidating. Um, and those have come in two formats. One, the daily study, which happens live every day at two o'clock, Monday through Thursday. That's a Bible study. So we've been through Philippians and First and Second Corinthians, and we've been through Romans. And right now we're in Exodus. We were in Genesis. So. Um, that's a great way, if you're a person who says, yeah, I know I want to, I need to study my Bible, I want to do that, what's great is we read the text, so you hear the text and you hear some reflections on it, and it costs you about 20 minutes, and you can do that on audio, or you can do that on video, whatever is most comfortable for you. So there's the Bible study, if that's interest, uh, of interest to you, and the weekly study is more like, what would happen if you sat down in the pastor's office and you asked the question, what about fill in the blank? what about the Apostle Paul is the question right now. What about the Apostle Paul? And so for three weeks, Clint and I, we've been talking about the Apostle Paul, looking at that from a variety of kind of pastor perspectives. You know, what kinds of things um, might you find interesting in, in the middle of a conversation like that? And we've done conversations about things like forgiveness. We've done Presbyterian history. We've done you name it. It's all out there. So all of that's available to you on our website, fbcspiritlake.org or search Presbyterian Church Spirit Lake, and it's under the media section there, uh, Pastor Talk. You'll, you'll find all that kind of stuff. thing I'm excited about is that content is very overwhelming. So we're actually right now in the process of uh, building a brand new standalone website, uh, which is actually going to become a central Netflix-style distribution post for all of this education. I'm super excited because say that you are interested in not the entire book of Romans, because that's overwhelming, but you're interested in forgiveness. You could go to this new website we're in the process of building. You could put in forgiveness, and all of the lessons related to that will come uh, up for you. Um, And I'm also very excited because say that you're interested in the Trinity you could go click on the Trinity and click, send me an email, and every week it'll send you one email with a thing about the Trinity. Kind of fun. Um, the goal for that is um, an opportunity. Uh, I, I can't tell you. It happens about weekly now. The people who tell me, you know, we listen every week in Arizona. We listen every week in Kansas. We listen every week in Florida. Um, we, we've just, Omaha, we just know that there are people all around the country that report back, we're listening. This is going to be the first opportunity that we have a church. We're going to invite our members to say, if you know someone who's either in a small church that doesn't have a lot of Christian education, or if you know family members that might benefit with it, we're hoping to provide this as a resource, not just to First Pres, but actually to the wider church. Like maybe you don't even go to a Presbyterian church, but you might find those resources helpful. So that is a way to uh, grow. That's probably enough. (coughs) Maybe the Lenten Lenten Sunday night. Ah, thank you. Yeah. The Lenten series. So uh, the soup is always good, and the conversations are at least mediocre. So I hope that you'll (laughs) join us for that. Uh, If you can't join us in person for the Sunday night deal, um, then definitely tune in because that gets put up on all of our... um, Sort of YouTube, Facebooks, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, this series is, I think, unbelievably helpful. Um, Pastor Clint and I were asked to do a talk for our presbytery, which, if you remember, that's sort of the one step up level for us as Presbyterians. Um, we, when I came here to First Pres ten years ago, I'm going to get this number wrong, but it was somewhere around like 47 or 48 churches in that number. I think we're down to 34 or 33 now. So we, we've dropped at least 10, and there are several others in the process of dying as congregations. And so the Presbytery asked Clinton I, you know, uh, on some level, like with what's happening at First Pres, do you have anything to offer, you know, to churches who are struggling? And we reflected for months together and put together this whole series of what does it look like to be a healthy congregation? And we're going to be adapting what we did for that Presbytery for First Pres here, this church in in particular. And I'm excited about it because it is, um, it would be foolish to think that this place will always be immune to the realities of the church in America, right? It would be foolish to think because things are going well right now. They will always go well. And so this is the exact right moment to take a step back and to ask, what does it look like for us to be a healthy congregation? What can we prune? What can be watered? Uh, What things have we not thought of? And this is what's so essential to Dave's point. What, What things do you bring that are going to be completely new to us, that we need to stop and we need to really think deeply about? Um, so that's what the this year's Lenten series is going to be. It will start a week from this Sunday, so a week from today, and that happens at 530. 5.30? 530. Yeah. Okay, oh, there you go. 5.30. 5.30 is the meal. Oh, dinner at 5.00. 5.00 is the dinner, it's then 5.30. Five. You would want to come here for the dinner, I promise. That part's good. And nursery available. <clears throat> but you have to let us know. Yeah. Okay, um, thoughts on growing. Am I missing anything? Thoughts, questions? Is that recharge just in the fellowship hall? Right, like yes. Right, it is all there. Um, it all happens at table. That, um, I won't bore you with the long history. What excites me about that, there's this whole thing in, in like kind of mainline church right now, there's this kind of hip movement called dinner churches. Have you heard of this? Um, There's this thing where churches will start a service and they will do it all around the table. And if you read 1 Corinthians, this actually makes some historic church sense because the earliest Christians would actually do their stuff around the table. They'd come, they'd have fellowship. And if you remember, Paul gets after the Corinthians because the rich people are not letting the poor people in and they're getting drunk off of the wine at the table. And Paul's like, come on guys, you've got to do better than this, right? So the church, he was criticizing them for kind of doing dinner church badly. Uh, we are not particularly hip around here. So we weren't thinking, how do we start a dinner church? We were thinking, hey, how can we get all of our generations together at the church? And what's amazing is uh, Kathleen cooks this great meal. We all get together. We say some prayers. We read some scripture. We eat together at the tables. And then The kids have an activity at the same time that the adults have a very short 10, 15-minute lesson, and we get it all done in an an hour, which is, I think, the closest we've ever been as a church this year to actually making it a recharge kind of thing. Like, you come to church, dinner was done for you, learn something about your faith, get out of of the rhythm for just an hour, and it's a great opportunity to meet people. So, yeah, give it a try. Um, it's easy to do one week, and uh, none of those are series, so they're just come. Every night's different, so. That's a great question. Anything else? Doing well. Uh, once again, I want to just note: nobody thinks that you're going to do all of this. <laughs> I'll make that clear. Nobody thinks you're going to do all of it, but our hope is you'll do one of each, right? Circle something on the grow category. Circle something on the serve category, because if you're part of a Presbyterian fellowship and in five years you've neither grown nor served, John Calvin will roll over in his grave. <laughs> and you don't want that guy rolling over. Uh, I, I say that jokingly, but I, I mean it seriously. This matters. It really does. If you're going to be part of a congregation, you should be growing in your faith, in your knowledge, in your, in, in your thinking faith. Because that transforms your heart faith. And if you're part of a congregation, you should be serving in some way. However that is, those are important. So I hope you'll partake in that.